Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of Streamer Genics. Uh, this is a podcast that I had an idea for for a long time to shine some light on some subjects and uh, themes that not a lot of people have uh, thought about or have thought about and was interested in. So our first guest is not uh, without doesn't really need no introduction. The one and only Bearded Leo. Oof, oof. First, Leo, uh, welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the yeah, show. Yeah, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. First guest on a on an up and coming <laughs> podcast that you're gonna kill it on, dude. So, yeah, I'm here. I'm excited. Awesome. So we're gonna have a, a list of questions. Uh, this is ge generally gonna be based around what it's like. So the whole theme of my podcast can be what's it like? What's it like to do certain professions, certain things, certain hobbies that turn into you know pathways to entrepreneurship, so on and so forth. So. Beard Leo is our first guest. He was uh, the main reason why I first started streaming in the first place. Uh, inspired me to create content on on uh, platforms, social media, and things like that. And never thought I could be an entertainer of sorts, even to his pedigree. And uh, I think it's it's developed a really great friendship in in tandem to doing that. And uh, we've had some really great times together, great memories, uh, things I wouldn't trade for the world. So he is going to be here explaining. Because he's been doing this a lot. How many years have you been doing this so far, Oof. accumulatively? Uh, you would say? First stream was in 2017. 2017. So he's been doing yeah. this since 2017. I started in 2020. So he has two years ahead of me. This guy knows what's going on. He was always like the one I'd call or message like, hey, man, this ain't working. I'm freaking out. And he's like, oh, you just got to do this. Even to this day, I'll, I, I'll be like, hey, man. I've been doing it like this. Like, what are you talking about? You've been doing it like this for the, like three years. All I got to do is check this one box and bam, you don't have to worry about it anymore. And it's still happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the first question now, as I said, I was inspired by you. What inspired you to start streaming and how did you get started? You know, I, I actually, uh, and, and just, just for, you know, the, the crowd, we did kind of look over some of these questions prior to the podcast, just kind of, you know, some, some thought starters, some brain, you know, some brainstorming and, I was sitting there thinking about it. Uh, I think it was a little bit earlier this afternoon. We did six hours of driving today with the kids and stuff. And, and I was sitting there. I was like, man, how am I going to answer this question? Because typically when somebody says, you know, why did you start streaming? It was just like, ah, just because I, I wanted to, right? It was something I felt uh, compelled to do. But I was thinking back to the original group of friends that kind of started all this. And, and we used to play. This is back when Destiny 1 and 2 were big. Right. So I guess this would have been the years like 2014 through 2017. We played maybe it might have even been like 2013 through 17. And we had played die hard nights of Destiny 1, Destiny 2. We were big into Battlefield 4. Yeah. And during that time, you know, when if you were ever big into Destiny, you really had to figure out these raids. So they had these things where you'd go in as a group. I think it was a four man group. I think it was four. It was four or six man groups. I can't remember. It's been so long now. And you really had to dissect. Each person had to play a role. And if one person failed that role, the whole raid was over. You'd be in there for hours trying to do this stuff. And we as a group did a really good job of actually completing these raids, you know, well before others could or others that couldn't complete it, we could. So as we were talking through some of that, uh, a guy in there, his name was Snake Eyes, um, you know, started talking about, hey, we should, you know, we should get some PCs and start streaming this content because, you know, where we were going to figure out and solve some of these raids if we couldn't do it on our own is of course to streamers or content creators on YouTube. Correct, yeah. And he's like, Hey, we're able to do this stuff. Let's like, maybe we should start to record it and like try and have some fun with it. And I had never, I didn't even know what streaming was uh, until I'd say maybe 2015, 2016. And I started watching some guys on Twitch 
And uh, it was just a kind of a labor of blows. Like, this is kind of cool. Like, they really just have a community of people they vibe with. That it, it seems that they kind of build a base, a place where people can come in and be themselves. And I really started to love what I saw. So I said to my wife, I said, hey, uh, I want to go and invest like four grand into a rig and some screens and start right. doing this thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where the the love started. And that's where it all started in 2017. And, and I've still got some... Uh, some fond memories of my very first dreams, but that's what kind of inspired me was watching others kind of build communities and, and friendships online. And I think back to the friendship, I still got, a, you know, Southern grown, his name's Jason Allen. He still comes into the stream today. He's one of my longest followers on my channel. And he was one of the guys I played with, you know, for years we're, we've been IRL friends for life, but you know, we're, we're, you know, friends in game too. And I built some other friendships along. I got cool Ray that, you know, well dog, I had Jason, I had my brother, I had all these people, right. That, that I still consider friends. Hell, I went and Absolutely. saw a concert with, yeah, I went and saw concerts with them, you know, yeah, last year at APC went and saw a perfect circle with all these guys. So anyway, just, just friendships. And, you know, it goes back to kind of our friendship too, Parker. We've met in person multiple times. We've had some good times, good memories. You said it right. Stuff that I'll, you know, uh, to this day I'll treasure and, and some things that, that you, you just can't, you can't find that value. Like I, you know, it's different, you know, it's, it's like friend dating now on the internet. It is. It's not finding people at the bar anymore. Right. And it's, so. in, I don't feel like there's a stigma on it that much anymore either. Cause it's, it's more no. common than it used to be, especially uh, COVID. I, I, you know, COVID we were talking better. about this last night, right? We were saying ASL on AOL chats, yes, right? And absolutely. that was kind of, <laughs> that was kind of like the first version of, uh, you know, trying to meet people on the internet. And we were talking about this. I really loved going in there and like just chatting with random yeah. people. And even though I had good friends in middle school and high school that I'd known since I was in elementary school, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's, it seems like it's so much more normal. I, I talk to people like yourself and other friends that I've got that I've established through streaming and gaming more so than I do real people that mm -hmm. I've known for a lifetime it's it's pretty crazy really if i could add a side note to that i feel like streaming uh can is like a place for someone to either show like certain sides of themselves that they wouldn't show sure. in public well either that be like a toxic individual or just someone that's really awesome that just you know wants to like either vent their problems or like give advice or things like that that they wouldn't really normally do in public it's just i feel like it's easier for people to kind of like be themselves, whether it be a, you know, an asshole or a good person or just sure. you know, neutral, whatever. Mm -hmm. So second question would, how would you describe your streaming style and content and what sets you apart from other streamers in your niche? Uh, you know, for me, it was, it was something when, when I was thinking about like, what, what do I want to create? And one of the things I think, you know, we go back to what my first answer was, is that community was the thing that was kind right. of ringing to me when I, when I looked over some of these other streamers, you know, you had the, you had the sweats at the time, like the shrouds of the world. I never really hung out in those streams. It just wasn't my thing, but you could go over to like a Dr. Disrespect stream and he's got a vibe. He's got a community. He's got the, you know, the champions club. He's got right. a, he's got a whole thing going, right? It's a show. It's a, it's a production. And to me, I was like, if I'm going to create content, I want it to be not only a place that you can hang out, but also have some production value behind it. Um, you know, I'm definitely never going to be in the level of him being able to step into, you know, different screens. And we've had a lot of different versions of my stream over the course of five years. It's changed a lot. You've seen it. You've seen a lot of changes just since you've been here, Parker. And you know, going back to day one where I had just a little small green screen to the whole green screen, to the side angles, oh, to yeah. multi cameras, to, you know, we've, we've done a lot of changing and all that is to try and make it a more engaging space for people to come in and find something that whether it be, they go, Oh my God, is that a Thor's hammer? I, you know, I love Thor, you know, just, you know, relating to whatever's in the room to bring them in and make them feel, Hey, I, this guy seems kind of cool. He loves star Wars. He loves, you know, he loves, uh, he loves the Avengers, whatever it is. He loves Mario or Zelda, you know, all those things. Right. So for me, 
as I thought through it, I was like, hey, you know, I, I'm a I'm a typically a, a decent conversationalist. I've been in sales most of my life. And even when I wasn't in sales, I was a hustler in high school. I, I like to talk to people. I like to uh, I like to engage and I like to hear people's life stories. I love to hear about, you know, their day, their life, what they've been through. And, and so to me, I was like, what I'm going to build is. I'm going to play the game. Hopefully I'm decent at it, but regardless of being decent, I, I, if I suck at it, that's great too, because I just want to be able to engage with people. So that's kind of my thing and how I try and differentiate myself. Cause there's a lot of streamers out there, Parker, you know, this, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I think as a, somebody that's maybe looking at, you know, looking at even becoming a streamer, right? They go, oh man, this looks easy. You turn on the camera, I'm, I'm gonna hop right in and and look, man, look at Leo. He's got all these people watching. Look at Parker, he's got all these people watching him drive a semi truck around all day long. And uh, I wish it was that easy because, you know, you've got to find something that makes you unique in a space that is harder than, uh, you know, they, I think the, the number that I looked at, this was last year, is that there are more, it is harder, you, it, it is harder to become a professional full-time streamer um, you could actually become a professional basketball player. You'd have more likeliness <laughs> to become I a professional that. basketball I player that. than a full-time streamer. Full -time I 100% believe that. So let's dive yep. into that just a little bit deeper for your, for your streaming platform that you have built. How do you engage with your audience and build relationships with your viewers? Let's talk about some of the things that your stream has been able to accomplish for others and how do you get more more engaged with your viewers on a more personal level. So, you know, for me, uh, when it comes to, uh, and actually just go ahead and just repeat the damn question. So, because you said it was, how do I create ways to engage with the audience? Right? Yeah. Like how do you, what, what has your stream been able to, uh, like what's your stream been able to accomplish with, with engaging with your audience and how have you gotten, how have you built more deep relationships and what kind of things has your stream done um, to bring people more together and help out and things like that? Okay. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's always just been a place where it's, it's, uh, you know, it's open to anybody that has a, a good heart and, you know, and a, and a place they want to be right. We've always said, we're not going to accept anybody that's hateful. Anybody that wants to come in there and be blasphemous. Anybody that wants to come in there and start some, you know, some crap, some, whatever they want to do for us. It was a place where you could come be yourself. You could step outside of your normal day-to-day -day BS. And that's just by engagement, right? You have other people that you either relate with or even myself good conversation uh sometimes a good beverage depending on you know if you do enjoy beverages which i know you did and now you got a little <laughs> you, you know you got a little break going on there parker but forever you know i i think i think the ways to create that is you know through deep conversation asking the right questions and i had a guy you know it's it's uh his name is danny harris or no i'm sorry danny hampton um, and he came in last night, his mother had just passed and right. he said, he said, look, I just want to tell you that every time I've ever jumped in your party, you've always asked me, how's life, how's things, no matter if I've been here six months ago, a year ago, I can hop in, you know, that's uh, typically that's why I leave my party open. I know some people really hate that because somebody can just kick the door into your party while you're in the, you know, a final fight on a game or you're already mid conversation or they're being loud or obnoxious. We had that version of a person joining last night too, chewing on salad while we were fighting and it was annoying, but <laughs> Um, you know, the, the big thing for me was I want somebody to feel like they could jump in at any time. I'm not untouchable, right? It's, I'm not some guy that's just like, Oh, I, I I've got just this group and only this group I play with. And if you're not cool, I don't like you. I, I pretty much love everybody. As long as you're, you're a loving person at the end of the day, if you're kind and you know, you're genuinely somebody that I can get along with, you're welcome anytime to come in and say, Hey, you know, I, I hate to, and, and people always apologize. They say, Hey, I don't want to bring the mood down, but you know, Hey, my mom just passed today and I'll take the time no matter what to stop right. and say, you know, my condolences, I'm sorry you're going through it and try and, you know, I've had loss in my life too. Thankfully never, 
you know, a direct parent, that's tough. Uh, you're losing a mom. I, I can't even fathom. And I, I, I thank God every day that my mom's still here, but you know, I just try and make a place where they feel like they can come to when they need it. And that's kind of what I think sets me apart. And, you know, typically what I'll do is make sure they know that, Hey, my DMS are always open. I've given out my personal phone number to a ton of people. I, you know, I think, you know, Alex is that if, if you ever need anything, whether it be stream related or life related, you could reach out to me. I know, you know, you had some things that you've been dealing with over the course of the past 12 months. And I, and I, and I reached out to you and said, Hey man, how you doing? How you feeling? Yeah, you getting yeah, through absolutely. it? Okay. You doing okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Not many have um, and, uh, definitely been one of them. And, uh, and we've been able to leverage this, the, the community that we've built over the years and, and been very blessed to get in this while Facebook was still really doing a great job of organically growing the stream. I mean, we typically did not invest a dollar into uh, spreading the word of, of our community and Bearded Leo. We typically got organic growth through Facebook, which was great. And it you know, led to guys like yourself and so many others that still come in every single day and support the channel and support the community and support the content. And, you know, what, what we've been able to do is really give back to the community. We give back to not only uh, community members. We've had so mm -hmm. many times where we've been able to help a guy start a pressure washing business when he oh, was yeah, struggling. I remember we that. Had, we had somebody almost get kicked out of their apartment and we paid her month's rent. We have, yeah. uh, you know, we have charities that we do every year where we, we uh, fully pay for every Christmas gift for a foster home. And this year, so we've done it for two years. Um, we've done, it was 5,500, six grand. We covered the Christmas gifts. And this year, we're poised to do two foster homes versus one. We have wow. a viewer that's going to do a $5,000 donation. That's and we amazing. have another one. I'm telling you, man, that's I'm excited great. this year. I, I got to find another place to, to help support this year. It <laughs> it's it's going to be, dude, your, your kitchen yeah. is just going to be full. <laughs> you might as well you, get a Santa costume now and just, <laughs> just grow the beard out a little bit more, get that's the belly right. going just a little that's bit. It. And then it's just, uh, it's going to be full, full sled away. It's going to be great. On the, I'm already working on the belly Parker. I got to cut back <laughs> on these, but I get it. Um, We've just been able to leverage not only and not monetarily all, at all times, right? There's just times where we've been able to, we had another guy who jumped in our stream. This was, this might've been four months ago. And he said, I don't know why I ended up here, but I did. And it, he was contemplating harming himself. And uh, he's like, I don't know why I ended up here. I did somehow. And here I am. And we spent that next two hours talking him through, getting him on a crisis hotline. He came back the next day and said, thank you for that. And that's not the first time that's happened, but um, I think I've just, I felt blessed. Oh, and not to mention we, we did the very first thing we ever did was uh, two brand new ears for Noah. We, you know, we were able to raise $20,000 to get a brand new set of ears for somebody had uh, a young child who's, who was affected by bilateral microtia, which is a, you know, kind of a form of dwarfism on the ears. They didn't fully develop and we got them two brand new ears. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's oh, amazing. You didn't know that one? No, I did not know that. Yeah, so we did that on D Live actually. Oh, that's why I didn't know that. That was way before that, I was in the picture. Okay. Yeah. Even so back then, even back then, you were able to do some things like that, and that's really awesome. And that's very Super inspiring cool. to hear. And I know Super a person cool. like you doesn't, you know, like to hear all the recognition. Like it's not about me and all that stuff, but something that you created was able to do something like that. So you got to be proud at least. Uh, oh sure. And, sure. And feel very humbled on that. So moving along. Uh, this is definitely going to be a good question for you. How do you balance <laughs> interacting with your audience during a stream while also focusing on your game playing content? Uh, I'll say that it gets me killed more often than not, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> especially on a shooter, um, yeah. you know, but what I, what I learned from day one was uh, a game like PUBG, which I, you know what, thankfully, because because I see it different on other games, but but thankfully for PUBG, you have a lot of time in between fights and bouts where you can really spend time focusing on your content and your engagement with your community. Um, but for me, no matter what, no matter what I'm playing, I'm going to I typically glance probably 
every five to 10 seconds I'm glancing and, and now it's even two windows because kick doesn't integrate, which is great. But I'm typically glancing and reading unless we're in the middle of a firefight. But the way I balance it for me is I just I know where my head is and I know what's important. I don't turn this on to to get a 20, 20 kill bomb, you know, not have said a word the entire game and everybody say GG and go right into the next game. I, I get on here to check in and see how everybody's doing for the day, get a little bit of laughter, get some clips have some good kills, have some good times and uh, feel good to, you know, engage with the community and also get some decent gameplay. And thankfully I, I, you know, I know multitasking is different for everybody. Thankfully I can still typically game pretty well and chat at the same time. It doesn't mean it's every time. Like with COD, that's so hard to do. So fast uh, paced. Games, oh my God. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know how people there's, there's a reason. Like if you've got a hundred viewers that are all chatting and you're playing COD, there's no way. There's no, no possible there's, way. No, there's absolutely no way. That you could keep up with all of your chat and no. what's happening in, in COD. So, uh, for me, I think it's just really trying to balance not only the games that you're playing, but balancing the check-in times with your, with your community. Cause it's important. I've had so many streams and, and, and I don't think streamers realize this is that a viewers, you, you've got 30 seconds to capture a viewer unless they've been around for a long time. But a brand new viewer comes in and they're like, Hey, new here, how you doing? And mm -hmm. you take longer than 30 seconds. You're they're done. They're not right. typically they're not there when you, when you respond. So, you know, what I would say is that if you want to stream and you want it to be something that's long-term, something that you want to be more of a, we'll call it a part-time income, or if it's a goal to become full-time, you really need to focus on your community first. Your gameplay will, 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 you know, the, there will be lights shined on your gameplay after they've decided to stay. So don't sweat the small shit. I would sit there and focus on your community first and your gameplay second. That's that's just my advice. Unless you're Shroud, then you can just ignore everyone right. and, and blow heads <laughs> off left and right. Well, it's doing great. I'm glad that you, you touched on that subject because the next question kind of follows that um, line of thinking right there. So what role do you think networking with other streamers and creators plays in growing your audience and building your brand? Uh, you know, early in the game, I, I funny enough... Um, you know, one of the very first streamers I ever played with was Unreal 84. And I couldn't believe at the time, you know, he was on Facebook. It was one of the very first PUBG guys I'd started watching on console on Facebook gaming. And I just remember that he, he'd always be rocking like 40, 50 people. And, you know, we, I'd be chatting with him for a while. And I was like, Hey man, you ever want to jam? Next thing you know, he invited me in and we ended up really hitting it off and actually jamming, you know, very often. And, and so from him, I ended up really spending more time the first three years of my streaming career, I spent an, an, an enormous amount of time really trying to network with other content creators. And it was very important on other platforms like D live. So good. The good news for Facebook when I started was you had a lot of organic growth, no matter who you networked networked with. Um, on other platforms like D live, where you don't have abilities to have your, your viewers share your content or, you know, put it in other Facebook groups or tag people or whatever else. D live Twitch, we'll even call it kick. Now you really, I mean, it's important. Like if you want to be on a platform like Twitch, which has almost zero discoverability naturally, organically, yep. you've got to find ways to bring viewers in that are going to really enjoy your content. So what I would say is I think it's, it's very, it's key. If you're going to start your stream to network and I, and I, and I'll say, I've even kind of scaled back on networking a little bit uh, towards the end of my stream because it's, it's hard to find the time. It's hard to find new content creators that I want to vibe with. And it's hard to, to continuously, you know, I found myself not having as much time, which is tough to really join in on all the content. Cause I got all, after five years, you tend to follow a, a boatload of people. Yeah, you know, I got yeah. you and mm -hmm. daily and Stark and flats and merch and captain colon and floss and signs and Dickie Ricardo. And I, I can't keep track. I cannot hop into these streams the way I used to. So 
what I would do is, you know, uh, start in heavy, invest that time, know that you need to, because I've got so many people that said, I started following Unreal, and I saw you through Unreal, and I, I don't watch him anymore, and I watch you. I have so many people that followed me through another creator, not to say that you want to steal viewers, but you could be the creator that they find their home with, right? And, and I've got people that did that four years ago and have never left, and Stark's one of them. He's like, I think he was following Saint. He, he found me and you see me in Stark now. We've met in person. We're yeah. good buddies. And he's he's a mod for all my channels. I mean, Jay Stark, Squad. I mean, it, yeah, when when Stark's off work, we're playing. He's he's got a locked in spot no matter what. And same with John Flats, right? I him and nicely played together. They had a bit of a breakup, you know, and and uh, I, but that didn't affect me liking playing games with him. And me and Flats play every day, so. At the end of the day, I think you network heavy if you can. Invest that time; it's going to help you hopefully find some some other some other community members that really enjoy your content. And if you've got the time, put it in there. If you don't, what I would say is try and make sure you're just spending that time to to continuously re-engage with the community that you've got. Trying to make sure you're leveraging them, saying, "Hey, can you share it?" Make sure you tell your friends, family, you know, you know, mother, brother, sister, cousin, grandma, whatever. But networking, I think, is very important out the gates, and especially now. Absolutely. You know, we're in an overly saturated streaming oh, yeah. market right now. And if you don't have people that you're working with and trying to kind of get inter integrated and intersected into some of these other communities, you're really going to struggle to grow. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you on that. Um, we touched on this briefly. Uh, let's dive a little deeper into this. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who is just starting out as a streamer and wants to build a successful channel? This is a good one. Um, the the key advice I would give, and I've I've given this a couple of times to other streamers, is that. Uh, and let me let me relate it to a real world example that I deal with pretty often, right? So we deal with with large customers that are car dealers that have been in this business for twenty years. Okay, they hire a, a salesman. He comes in. He does a good job selling cars, and he sees that Joe, the owner, is making millions, and he's like, man. I can sell cars and this guy's making hand over fist. He's only cutting me like a 2% commission. I'm going to go start my own car business. Right. And these guys go start their own business. And then they don't realize that typically owners or, you know, even owners of any business, whether it be a streaming channel or a car business, you're typically good at one of three things and you surround yourself where, you know, let's say you're really good at buying and selling cars, but you're not good at selling back end finance products. So you get a really strong F&I manager. You're not the greatest at getting out and charging those customers and bringing them in and getting to the closing table and getting them to say yes to a car and a trade in. So you get a BA sales guy. So you've got yourself who's really good at getting the cars to the lot. You got a guy who's good at getting the cars, you know, the customers in the cars, and you got a guy who's willing to get the back end products to make some more profit. So that's, that's your trifecta, right? That's your, that's your, uh, your, your triforce if, you know, in Zelda speak, but anyway, um, to relate that to streaming, you typically need to, to really stick with your strengths, right? Don't try and go outside of your comfort zone to, to be um, what I would consider non-authentic because people can smell out somebody that are, that are fakes pretty quick. I, you know, I think I, you might get away with it for a little bit, but people are going to start to see some, some, uh, some odd, uh, uh, what's the word? Some odd, uh, anomalies that's the word i'm looking for and like they may that. see that you you seem authentic but then you, you kind of seem like when you're live you're kind of faking it but when you have conversations with them offline they don't seem like the same person i mean and that goes back to what you and i talk about when oh, yeah. we met parker is that you know it, it was the same you and i having the same conversations over xbox chat or video chat when we met in person it was the same exact vibe when i met mm -hmm. you and stark and everybody else and 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 that's you know that's because i know a, a good authentic person when i see one 
And so what I would say is be authentic, find what you enjoy, because you will burn yourself out if you do something you don't. So if that's trying to be this mega sweat in a game where you're having to invest hours and hours and hours at becoming better and better and better. I have a friend of mine that did that on Apex. I have a friend of mine that did that on COD. It's the same guy. And both times I speak to him, he's like, man, I've been grinding to get better. And he's, you know, he's found it. He's found a ceiling. And that ceiling is you're a, you're a 3KD in Apex. You're a 3KD in COD. And you're trying to compete with these guys that are just somehow phenoms and doing five and six KDs and they're just better, right? I mean, yeah. some people are just built different. They're the shrouds of the world, right? And so he shifted his channel from what I would consider more of an entertainment spectrum to a, I'm going to be a sweaty, no, non-forgiving, don't even want to play with anybody that's a two and a half or less KD because I want to be the best. And that's a great mentality. You want to be the best? Great. But is it what you love? And I don't think it is. So, you know, find what you love. Find the niche that you can really invest your time into. Find something that you can really, when you turn it on, it doesn't feel like a stream. It doesn't feel like a job. It doesn't feel like something you're forced to do. Like if you're, if, if you have to come in here and give it four hours and you're sitting in front of your desk and there's gonna be times you're gonna say, oh my God, I wanna be here. But if you're getting in front of your desk before a stream and you're looking down at your keyboard and you're just like, I, I kinda don't wanna be here tonight. You're very likely delivering the wrong content because I, when I sit down, I've got all my stuff ready to go. When I hit start streaming, I'm ready to start having conversation. I'm ready to play some games with some friends. The stream is is second, right? It's 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 me getting in and hanging out with the community. The stream and the gameplay is second, but that's that's typically what I would tell you. Don't don't just go buy a camera and get a mic and start streaming because you think, oh man, I get to sit on my rear end play games and make money. Because I promise you, the amount of time that you're going to invest, not only in back end conversations, figuring out your stream. YouTube hours on problems, audio uh, issues, <laughs> problems with other content creators and blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. You've lived it. We've all lived oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's, you're going to be losing money and you're going to be losing time off your life clock because of the stress. So find something that's not going to stress you out. Find something you enjoy and stick to it. And, you know, don't don't let the, the you know, the down. Uh, there's going to be ups and downs in streaming and don't let those defeat you. Right. So. I had a, I had a little like that to add to it. Um, the, today when I streamed, I had a person come into my chat today and said, "Hey, I just started streaming a couple months ago." Uh, and he started asking me these questions, and I and I you know for me it still seems weird to even have to mm -hmm. give anybody advice because I still feel like a, I still feel like it's first day for me sometimes. Sure. And sure. what I told him is basically is he said I'm a COD streamer. I'm like, well that's that's well and great, and if you really like it, I definitely go for it. But for me, my opinion is. It's a very oversaturated stream game, things like Absolutely. that. And when mm -hmm. I stream the the niche game, I say I call it my niche game. It doesn't have a large audience, but if you go on, let's just say Kick for example, there's probably five people streaming it, but there's 300 people watching it. If you're that sure. six person streaming it, there's a chance that you could get a very large number of those people in your stream because it's a very niche game. It's not crazy popular because I feel like Correct. a game that size has such a huge viewership, and I don't think that people are just going around looking for all these different types of COD streamers. They've found their person by now, or they look at the one that has 10,000 viewers. They're going to go look at that one, see why is that person got so many viewers. I'm going to check that out. So I just want to add to that. So moving along, we're going to do, how do you handle negative comments or trolls in your chat? And what steps do you take to create a positive and inclusive environment for your viewers? We've all been here. Uh, I actually love a good troll, man, and I don't get enough of them. I wish we had some more of them. But, uh, you know, I think what you try and do with a troll is um, the Internet is a, is, a, is a nasty, toxic, 
barren wasteland of of people that need to find better things to do with their time and their life and their energy. Amen to that. And uh, you can't you can't allow uh, idiots like that to suck your you know your energy dry and come in and try and dog you out. So you know try and have a little bit of some thick skin when you have idiots coming in trying to say this that or the other, whether it be about your gameplay or your content. You know you're going to make uh, friends and you're going to make some enemies along the way in streaming. That's just the way it goes. People you know human beings are just naturally very emotional beings and. We tend to take things out of perspective. Perspective is key. And uh, I can say that I've had a few enemies over the years that I didn't even think I would have as enemies. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, a good troll is really honestly good content. And what I'll tell you is you you take that troll and you flip them on you flip them on their head and you make sure that you try and be positive and engaging to them let them know that uh you know make a joke out of it tell them to hang out a little bit longer maybe you know for a long time i had a i had my little uh stuffed wiener dog and i'd grab it and say you know tell me where on the dog did, <laughs> did they touch you when you were you know whatever else and I like it. so make it make it fun make it a joke your community members will step in and and you know probably likely beat them beat them up before you even get a chance to i tell you any troll we've got now i don't even You'd have guys like uh, Jake Holmes, Lissa, if you were in there, Stark. I mean, they're, they're oh, yeah. jumping down their throat before yeah. I even get a chance to read the comment. Right? Leo, so. Leo has guard dogs. That's for definitely. Yeah, he re you, he releases the fucking hounds on him, man. <laughs> that's, that's what he does. Exactly. You know? He fucking is. Get him. He don't even have to say that. They're on him before he even knows that they're that he's in there. Right. I'm still like, I'm playing that little clip of gameplay. And by that time I've read the comment, I've already got four comments. Like who the fuck is this guy? Exactly. Now, I've actually seen it in live. So it's definitely interesting to, to see. Like, I know it's a whole, like you catch, you know, flies with honey, turn the other cheek, that kind of thing That's like it. that. But when That's you have it. a committed group of people, they're waiting to back up everybody in the community. When someone comes in and they start some shit, it's really awesome to see. So, and that goes back to what you said, Parker. You said these people, you know, they find their people, right? They find the person yeah. they enjoy kind of hanging with. And, and that's just like any friend group or the guys you had in middle school. And, sure. you know, I, I had, uh, it was in sixth grade or no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Fifth grade. Um, my mom pulled me out of the only school I knew with all the friends I knew and took me to Forsyth County. And I hated it for the first year, but I met a guy named Chris Avant, who's to this day, one of my diehard best friends. I mean, we don't hang out cause we're an hour and a half away and we talk from time to time. But, you know, I've got some other friends I've met along the way that literally two weeks ago they were down here with their they just had a new baby. Their kid is the same age as ours. And we're still really good friends. And I hated my mom for it. I thought I was she was going to take me to a place that I hated. But I met one of my people. He helped me be who I am today and being a lot more extroverted and quite honestly, not giving a fuck what people think like this man never cared. And one iota what somebody said, the way he painted his nails or dressed or whatever he did, he did not give a shit. And I was like, you know what? This is a good, this, I like living this way. I like right. not really giving a shit what anybody thinks about me. Period. Awesome. And, um, so you can turn the, so what, you know, you said it, you catch more flies with honey troll comes in, have fun with it, turn it into some content, flip them on their head. Sometimes they'll stay. Sometimes they, they turn into a viewer. Cause they're like, wow, this guy, actually kind of is nice i kind of want to hang out in here right <laughs> or, or they're, like they're funny shit. because trolls kind of you know trolls uh you know are attracted to trolls like i got friends who are you know justin combs is a troll right and he'll troll you with a comment you troll him right back and yep. he's gonna he's, he keeps in there right he loves JC, to take a couple uh, swings richard mcnichol is mine uh he's yeah. he's my token yeah. troll <laughs> he definitely so, likes to mess with yeah. me yeah but it's all and in love people it's all in around, love it's right? all in love and he makes sure i know that here, here's a really good question for you. Seeing as you're a family man, uh, definitely uh, got a got a really large uh, presence when it comes to your career path. So, how do you balance streaming with those commitments, with family, with work, with things like that? 
How do you how do you balance um, that? Barely, but uh, we we balance it through you know what I would say is making sure that I if I'm not doing what I need to in my home life and in my work life and my you know my duties as a husband a father a friend. I can't, I can't come in here and have a good time. So typically, you know, I, and I think you've seen it lately, Parker, I get on a little bit later at night because my wife wants some time and the, sure. the kids are going to bed at eight 30. Sometimes to struggle with three kids. The job takes, you know, toll on me if I'm traveling or whatever it is. And I used to always just be that guy that was like, I'm going to be on at 10. I got to be there at 10. You know what? I get on when I can, right. I'm a, I, I got other obligations. I got other things. And if I can't get on, I can't get on. And that used to really stress me out. I used to overthink it i'd be thinking about it when i went to bed it would affect the way i felt even the next day because i would tell the Alyssa, i haven't streamed in three days i gotta be there at 10 o'clock tonight and i said you know what i've got to balance i gotta be i gotta leave feeling good about what i've done for my family and for my immediate you know my immediate kind of source of happiness before i come here to to seek out you know uh a replacement form of happiness is what i would call it right and because then i'm trying to fill some gap that i've got because i've gotten into a fight with my wife or my kids were tough that day or my job was tough that day and i'm trying to fill it with more stream time and that's not the way to do it so i would say try and make sure that you're satisfied in what you're doing in your personal life first and then the stream comes second i don't care if you've got a schedule at 10 o'clock you the people that follow you do not they're not like oh shit he's late 1001 mm -hmm. they're they're gonna be in there when you go live right so what I would say is the best way to balance it is make sure that it's not affecting your personal life in a negative way, because I've seen people that had streamed every day, played too many video games. And one of them that literally is pops in my feet every day, um, go through some, some challenging times in their life because they had spent way too much time gaming and trying to build a stream and it affected them in a personal way. I mean, through a divorce, right? I've seen, I've seen people get sure. broken up over this sure. stuff. So I think that, you find what the right balance is for you. Don't overdo it. Um, and focus on what makes you, you know, what fulfills you at the end of the day. If you, if you leave a stream and you feel fulfilled and you feel like, Hey, I've put the time in, I felt good about that content I created. And then, you know, uh, come back the next day and reevaluate it if you didn't. So that's what I would say. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Like balancing anything in life. You know, your job is, it's not, we, we, it's not easy. We got a lot on our plates every single day. And even as a, even if somebody who's, you know, is a single guy, right? I mean, you've still got a lot of obligations or whether you got a family, you know, you've got, you've got obligations and you've got some things you need to do for yourself before absolutely. you worry about everything else on the internet, right? 100% absolutely agree with that. So I guess in closing here on the actual list of questions, um, what are your long-term goals with streaming? What, what do you see bearded Leo in five years? What, what do you foresee on that? If you have thought about it. <laughs> um, I've thought it's about a little it, bit more gray also, hair, right? <laughs> yeah, more gray hair. Uh, very likely more gray hair. But with each of those gray hairs, hopefully we've got some some new people that that I can connect with on a personal level, some new friends that I've made, and some new ways to support you know either my community here locally or other people's communities or other people or other viewers, other you know community members. And uh, so I think about it quite often. I go, man, what what does the next five years of this look like for me? And honestly, the next five years is. I've never got into streaming thinking, oh, I'm going to do this full time. Uh, I'm going to go create this big, massive. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have a big following on social media, this, that, and the other, because typically I'm, I'm a live streamer. And what that means, I very rarely create short form or long form content outside of streaming live. So I, when I've got time at night, that's the four hours to five hours I give to the community. And that's what I've got. And we typically built a, a really, you know, really strong bonds in that particular way. But I don't, I, you know, typically I set 
pretty firm goals in my professional life on my other job. I'll say, okay, in right. three years this is where I want to be. The problem with streaming is it's, it's really more of a, it's just a hobby for me, although it is a job and I file taxes for it. It's a hobby. It's something I enjoy to do. I don't want to treat it too much like a job because then I may end up resenting it when I've spent too much time doing it or I had a bad night. We I just agree. talked about this before mm-hmm. we, we went live is sometimes I, I take it like a business and I find myself upset or regretting spending four hours or feeling like I didn't do good enough. Or if Alyssa says, how'd the stream go the next day? I'm going to go, ah, oh, it sucked, right? Even though I may have had great conversation and some good laughs, I maybe just didn't get the donation that I wanted or get that like or that share or that that clippable moment or those wins on the game or whatever it is. So for me in the next five years, my goal is I just want to continue to create um, you know, opportunities for me and local communities and even extended communities within what we have uh, on the what we'll call the GVT, right? Uh, to be able to to help and support people. So when we started doing this initiative for the Calvary Children's Home, my big thing was to make sure that we could help really um, engage in a community and help, you know, really touch it. Because it's easy to go and give, you know, St. Jude a hundred bucks or, uh, you know, a children's hospital or whatever it is. You know, for us, we do it. We do it all. Like we buy the gifts, we wrap them, we write notes, we get to learn the kids. We know their shoe sizes and shirt sizes. We hand deliver it. You know, it is, it's it's an experience that's very, very uh, near and dear to my heart because it's something that we really put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into. And I hope to be able to do that. We've done it for one foster home, hopefully two this year. And I'd hope to be able to expand this into something where we get on the news one day and maybe we're doing, you know, five foster homes or a battered women's shelter or just something we could really, you know, really touch, see and feel because it's easy to, you know, when they say, Hey, do you want to round up for the firefighters at firehouse when you're buying a sub? It's like, yeah, yeah. sure. I'll round up. But Mm -hmm. where does the money go? Who do you help? You help John, the firefighter. And does he get a new piece of equipment that saves his life because he got caught in a burning building? You don't know. So I, I like to have some, some control over what we do when it comes to you know, um, supporting charitable organizations across any community that we support. Right. Well, I feel like it's more intimate that way as well. Very much so. Right. And it makes it, it makes it to where when we see that final picture that we do every year, where we're delivering the gifts, the people that came in and supported, I had one come in and support this year. That was the first time, uh, Simon Perez, and he's a brand new supporter. Simon, Um, I know Simon. Yeah. Brand new supporter on my channel. I mean, he always commented, he always hung out, but he was a brand new supporter. And he came in and he's like, Hey man, I really want to give to this initiative. He's like, you're going to do better. He's like, you're going to do something way better than I would with this 200 bucks. So please, where can I send you the $200? And uh, somebody that comes in and, and really, you know, he comes in once every couple of weeks and hangs out for a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's just cool to see this collaboration of people go, Holy crap. How can I, how can I help? And we put together some really, really craziness uh, over the course of the past two years. And it's been, even for me, as a, if I'm just going to set myself aside as a viewer, not a friend and or a streamer, to be able to see your channel do these kind of things and stuff like that is truly inspirational. And I'm not trying to stroke anybody's ego or nothing like that. This is very, see, people to me, like, like I'm not going to say older folks or nothing like that, but mm-hmm. people who don't really know anything about streaming or none of that stuff. Like, sure. oh, you just sit there and play video games and people pay you. I nice. can't believe people pay you to play video games. There's more to it than that. There is, there is there way more to it than that. People think it's just, you know, I just turned on my camera and I'm here just getting flooded with cash. There's sure. And you know, you don't go into stream for the money. You don't do that. It's just, there's, there's no future in that homes. There's no metals out here. You don't get, you know, but if you can turn it into something like something like you've done and, and, and put smiles on children's faces, that year that didn't think that they, you know, someone out there would give a crap about them or something like that. Sure. Me being, a, you know, being in a foster home when I was younger, could definitely 
relate to something like that. So it's really, really, really cool to see streamers, even today, like yourself, being able to make those accomplishments with the community that you have uh, centered around you. It's just really awesome. Really awesome. I and it's, you know, there's a lot of other creators, um, Angry Vet Gaming. He, he actually just stopped doing full-time streaming, I guess, because some things have changed. But he put up a number the other day in the four years during COVID. I mean, he ended up raising like $300,000 for amazing. vets. You know, and That's amazing. We can't even, we, we, you know, with our tax dollars, we can't get three hundred grand done to vets here yeah. in the country. And we've got to, you know, it sucks that we've even got to rely on, you know, everyday Americans to pull together money for these, these foster homes or vets or, mm -hmm. you know, anybody out there. It's crazy that we're not only already paying uncle Sam, but then taking money we pay taxes on to then do the things they should already be doing. But it just mm -hmm. goes to show you how big people's hearts are. And uh, it really goes to show the type of caliber of person and the type of people that you surround yourself with. And when I look around at my group of people, we can get a little, we can get a little raunchy. We can get a little goofy. We can say some things that maybe aren't politically correct. But at the end of the day, we've all got big ass hearts of, of, of just brass, steel, fucking hard, ready to rock and roll. I guess you could call it gold, but I just, you know, just hearts that beat for the, you know, for others. And uh, I love doing it every year. That's, that's what gets me excited. It gets me chuffed up. It's really great. It's really awesome to see. I'm excited to see what more that you do. Because I know, like you said, this year you have two homes. So, yeah. I mean, what happens next year we got three? You never know. This could spawn mm. into a giant charity that you might be a part of. You know, you might be the next Hillary Clinton. I don't even know. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. You get some stuff and you'll get some yeah, stuff. But uh, we, we had a dealer, Parker. I'll tell you a story. We had a dealer Good. that uh, did exactly what we're doing right now. Started out very small. He had done, um, it was like uh, uh, bikes for kids or, you know, t toys for tots, essentially, is what it was. And the first year, he had a, a lot that could do 200 cars. He had to slice off 20 parking spaces for all the stuff that was getting dropped off in the community. And then as he was going to Mannheim, which is our larger auctions, he started talking about, hey, this is what we did this year. And then next year, he had to do 22 spots and then 25. And then during Christmas, he's got to block off half his freaking car lot for all the shit that people are dropping off. And the people that are sending him checks to, you know, I'm talking direct money, 20 grand donations, this, that, and the other. And it was just, he did this for 20 years and would, you know, talk to people about it and additional sponsors. And that's kind of what happened this year. We had, um, we had Jason come in out of nowhere. I hadn't seen him in a while. You know, um, he's, he's really doing some, some like humanitarian right, you know, rights fighting up in Canada right now. And he popped in and he's like, Hey, if you ever do anything for MS, let me know. I'd love to support it. And I said, well, we're not doing anything for MS currently, but what I will tell you, we have been doing since you've been gone is this, this, and this. And he's like, dude, you hit me up October 1st and I got five grand on it. So Amazing. just talking about it, we had a guy say, I got, I got the bag on one home October 1st, right? Amazing. It's crazy. Awesome. And then I, my theme is what's it like? And Leo seems, let's talk about it, right? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk, about, talk it. about it. So I'm going to give you the floor basically for the next five minutes. If you want, if you want to share anything else uh, with the viewers that, that are watching this video currently, it's all yours, buddy. Mm, the floor. You have the floor. You have Yikes. the floor. Um, you know, you, you've covered quite a bit. And I, you know, I, what, I would say, uh, what I would say to you, Parker, from creator to creator, man, I, I, you, know, you inspire me, too, when you, when you actually say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I've said this for years, right? I'd love to do a podcast. I'd love to... I'd love to have days where we're talking through something very Joe Rogan style. We've done it off the cuff, right? We've, yeah, we've started a stream 100%. and decided to do that for a little bit, right? And didn't even game. Um, <laughs> and, and right. And didn't even game. Just said, hey, we're going to talk for four hours. But, you know, I would say that, um, you know, proud of you for starting something. And, that, you. you know, I, I, I hope somebody sees this and they go, man, 
that was cool to see loved watching it and you can inspire some others to to you know kind of chase a piece of content or a piece of a dream that they want to do and that's all it is is put some skin in the game take a chance get out there if you feel like you want to do something do it and it doesn't have to be streaming it can be anything i, I mean what you said with you said it was stream stream genics right streamer genics yeah streamer genics right so you know you took something you put an idea and it's a, it's a it's essentially saying this you know what do you do in that particular job or whatever it is is it a, is it a profession we've seen so many people like richard right i think richard mcconnell's one of them uh just he became a is it a master electrician electrician yeah yeah so you know and, he, and we were with him through that journey he's like yeah. hey i'm going to school i'm doing this and then he was telling us when he was graduating and we just kind of kept chuffing him up we had another girl just she's graduated college last week came in and we've been with her since she was like a freaking sophomore in college mm -hmm. you know and she would come in and tell us oh my god i'm slammed with college or you know somebody during new job changes life changes and what i would say is just you know just enjoy what you do and try and try and be a part of a community and if you if you do that the rest will come naturally awesome well you satisfied you satisfied with this episode uh yeah i'm i mean i'm good with it man absolutely awesome. well ladies and gentlemen you heard it from the man himself bearded leo uh you can find him on facebook.com forward slash bearded leo kick.com forward slash bearded leo twitch.com forward slash bearded leo do you have a youtube as well uh we do have youtube i just don't use it at he all he doesn't so. he doesn't use the youtube yeah. that's fine so yeah i'll put those uh i'll put those links on the video itself uh that way people can find you uh and okay. things like that if you don't mind and Perfect. uh ladies and gentlemen i appreciate you uh tuning in for this video with my very dear friend and awesome streamer buddy bearded leo we'll see you on the next episode for streamer genics we'll find out what's next or what it's like appreciate you parker